Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Little stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Domain Masters. I'm Monty Khan, your host. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Um, we have a pretty cool show tonight. Um, I thought I would have uh, two of the uh, brand new extensions that have been recently approved, .jobs and .travel, but uh, the .jobs guys had a conflict at the last minute. So uh, we will be talking to Ron Andruff, who's the president and CEO of uh, Treliance Corporation. He's been through a hell of a, a time getting the uh, .travel uh, extension approved and finally just received approval, and uh, we're going to talk to him about the whole process, what he went through, uh, who's going to be qualified to register .travel names, um, the unique space that they've created for, uh, for content where everyone who dials a, in a .travel name will know exactly what they're getting when they get there, unlike any of the other extensions. As you know, you can go to a .com, .net, .org, even some of the other extensions, and um, not exactly know what you're going to get uh, uh, with dot travel. It's going to be totally travel related, and they're going to restrict that uh, to that effect. And uh, we're going to learn everything there is to know about that. And then we're going to hook up with Ron Jackson and get a uh, kind of an industry pulse on what's been going on the last couple of weeks. Uh, there's been some significant sales, and of course, we have two major meetings coming up uh, regarding our industry. One, uh, Traffic West in Las Vegas, and also uh, the Domain Roundtable in uh, Seattle. And uh, there's some exciting things going on in the industry. So hang with me for a couple minutes. We're going to do a commercials, uh, and we'll be right back with uh, Ron Andruff. Need a change of pace? Well, you're at it. WebmasterRadio.fm, your home for B2B. Do you sell a product or service with monster potential in the online market? Then attack the opportunity to turn your dreams into reality. Equipped with flexible e-commerce software from MonsterCommerce.com. You'll possess complete control of your store, including your storefront's design, maintenance of your products, and management of your online orders. And all with the technical support and service. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Grow your business today with MonsterCommerce.com. There's nothing quite as rewarding as feeling in complete control. To experience this level of power on the web, visit BlowSearch.com. Let us give you, the search engine advertiser, what other engines simply don't. Complete control over your pay-per-click advertising. Blow away your competitors' IPs today and select the sites you want to receive traffic from while accurately tracking your ROI with BlowSearch.com. BlowSearch.com. Finally, pay-per-click search advertising you control. So they got pretty good food here, huh? Listen, I just got a new check from a program I joined. Oh, yeah? What effective CPM are they paying you? Pass the salt. Not sure. They just send me a check, not a detailed breakout. Are you joking? No. There's lots of ways to make money, but you need to be the master of your own destiny. With ValueClick Media, I instantly adopted a national sales force that delivers recognizable ads with high CPM payouts. Mm. Plus, their new interface lets me control the ads I want to run and tells me how much I earn from each advertiser. Wow. And that's how better. Pass the pepper. Wow. Thanks for the tip. I'm going to give value. ValueClick Media, try. Join the ad network publishers trust most. Apply today at ValueClickMedia.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Domain Masters. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm Monty Khan, your host. Uh, I want to do a little intro of my first guest, uh, Ron Andruff, uh, who happened to be a former champion uh, professional athlete, by the way, as well. Uh, he's been in the marketing arena, international marketing arena, for about 25 years. And as CEO of Treliance Corporation, uh, he's had a mission uh, to enhance the Internet commerce for travel and tourism industry. Um, Treliance is uh, combining an Internet travel directory with the top-level domain name .travel. And uh, as I mentioned before, unlock .com, .org, or any other TLDs, um, with Dot Travel, uh, which will be exclusive top-level domain name for the travel and tourism industry, 
there will be a clear understanding of what you'll get when you get there uh, regarding the travel-only space and uh, its content. Um, today, uh, uh, Ron is going to give us a, a complete update on the whole uh, application process, the approval process, and then a lot of the important information of, uh, of uh, what people need to know about registering travel names and who's going to be allowed to do it and when and uh, when we expect to go live. So, Ron, uh, welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. Pleasure to be here, Monty, and um, thank you for the invitation. Now, uh, I'm uh, not familiar with what uh, championship uh, athlete or what sports you, you used to play. What, uh, what, 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 did you, what, what, what were you? Back in the heyday, when Montreal Canadiens used to win Stanley Cups and uh, uh, one year after the other, uh, I managed to be finding myself on that dynasty team. So uh, oh, wow, I was uh, back in the 70s. Um, it was a very exciting time for the National Hockey League. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have one today. But uh, back then, um, I was I turned pro with Montreal just after they won the first championship, and I uh, was there for three more. Wow! So, what, what position did you play? I was a centerman. Good. Good. Well, that's uh, that's a unique, uh, a unique, um, um, you know, position to be in. And then, you know, coming out of a, a professional uh, hockey career and then going into business, um, it seems like you've had a lot of experience in uh, in the marketing arena and put your uh, your whole heart and soul behind this dot travel extension. Give us a little background on how that all started. Well, my partner and I had uh, have been you know entrepreneurs for a long time, and uh, what what happens is when a project comes across that uh, across our table that really grabs our attention, then we uh, we get very much involved in it. Um, and we did in the way uh, travel. We entered the travel arena uh, back in about uh, ninety six, ninety seven, and um, at that time uh, it came about as a result of my travel agent telling me they didn't have all the data uh, in one place when uh, it comes to make a booking. And that sounded awfully strange to me, but we drilled down, did the research, and sure enough, he was right. And um, so we created a company called Fair One, which provided a blended screen of uh, consolidated fares as well as published fares, which basically put everything on the desktop for the uh, travel agent and enabled them to compete with the Travelocities of the world. How, how long ago was this? That was back in, uh, we started that, I think, about 98. And uh, by 2000 uh, or so, we had... Um, we gained enough traction. There was about a thousand agents signed up in the first hundred days, and it was uh, quite a success. There was a UK company that had a, a B to C play, and we were a B to B, and we were both using the same back end. And there was a lot of synergy between the two, and so we ultimately brought the two companies together and took it public on the London Stock Exchange under World Travel Holdings back in 2000. So um, after that, we uh, we had stepped down from we completed our agreements with the company to uh, to lead it forward and they put professional managers in place and my partner and I started looking at the, the core of the internet and particularly at the travel space and it occurred to us as the net continues to grow in such an extraordinary fashion that if you had a directory that would enable uh, all travel and tourism entities to be found we would be creating something of some value that in fact led us to ICANN, and uh, and in that year, of course, um, dot travel had been uh, the dot travel bid had been rejected, the one put forward by IATA, and the reason for that was a lack of representativeness with the industry. So we researched the uh, the bid and went through it in in fine detail, and again did the same kind of research as we would on any other project. And about three months later, we felt that uh, we had a position paper that made sense, and and the bottom line on that was that. We wanted to create a grassroots program that any travel and travel trade association could participate in, and uh, get real benefit out of. So, so is the so when you were getting the uh, grassroots uh, support, how, I mean, who? What were some of the? Did you go to the travel agents, the airlines, the whole? I mean, the cruise lines. Did you get total support and endorsement from the entire industry? Exactly. That's exactly what we did. We actually were running on two parallel tracks. Um, the one track, of course, was you know, pursuing the ICANN process and, and uh, being at all the meetings and uh, just participating in the ICANN process on, as a whole, but also being very focused on uh, moving the, uh, the idea of uh, top-level domains and particularly sponsored top-level top domains forward. Um, so that was one activity. And then parallel to that, we were uh, going around to the uh, major travel trade associations, the World Travel and Tourism Council, Pacific Asia Travel Association, American Society of Travel Agents, International Council of Cruise Lines, International Association of Convention and Visitors Bureaus, and, and such associations uh, really working at an apex level, if you will, and uh, introducing the idea of a directory and then the value of it with a dot travel domain. And uh, so as we continued that process, uh, what happened uh, clearly was that there was just a, um, of course, 9-11 came along and SARS came along, 
and there were a lot of uh, situations like that, crises that uh, woke the world up to the importance of travel, uh, both from an economic generator as well as uh, just a, you know the personal issues that we all have in terms of taking vacations. So um, those factors all sort of came together, and this there was a confluence of, uh, of activity that happened, and the associations were clearly uh, ready for this. And so it wasn't a very difficult uh, sell, if you will. It was more really explaining, here's an opportunity that we as an industry could come together, create an infrastructure that would allow uh, every one of the members of the, of the industry to take the body blows of these crises, whether it's a bomb going off in Bali or a uh, tsunami hitting uh, in the Indian Ocean and allow the, that the rest of the industry that's still standing after these kinds of crises to be able to um, continue to move forward and maintain their business without having everything to come to a grinding halt. Right, right. And um, so, so um, now uh, ICANN rejected the first bid for this, so did they, because I thought this process with you went for a couple years, um, did they also reject one of your bids as well when you took it over? No, in fact, you're right about it taking several years, but it wasn't that there were no rejections in there. In fact, quite the contrary, the difficulty was getting ICANN to move forward with the idea of moving on a limited number of sponsored top-level domains as an interim step to a much larger rollout of domains, one that the community had no consensus on. So the process for us, the difficult process for us, was that as we got to a point where an RFP had been prepared, had been vetted by the community, had been pretty well ready to go, um, and all it required was a uh, board approval. Um, they, the whole thing went sideways with one of the board members saying, no, no, I didn't understand this was going to be a limited number of, of uh, applicants. In fact, I thought it was going to be a much broader group. And uh, then that basically killed that RFP. Um, also, we had the same issue uh, in, in the sense of uh, having everything being derailed when uh, the idea of evolution and reform came about with ICANN. While it was important and necessary, it was very frustrating that we had covered a lot of ground with a, uh, with a large number of the constituents within the ICANN community, only to have the thing um, be parked uh, for the better part of 18 to 24 months while we went through evolution and reform. So we found ourselves in a kind of a difficult position a couple of times, but Having said that, um, on the other hand, we, uh, it, it gave us more time to build a larger consensus and a larger uh, demand, if you will, for the uh, dot travel initiative within the industry. So uh, we continued, as I said, to pursue these two parallel paths, and uh, finally um, we got the uh, RFP out uh, and were able to address, uh, to send, submit our application and um, scored uh, very high marks across the board. Um, so we were very pleased with that and um, pleased that the board uh, unanimously approved our travel. And uh, so we're finally at a point where we're moving out of policy and into process. Great, great. Well, heck, you, uh, you certainly worked your tail off for the, for the, for the, uh, the approval, and, um, and I know it's been a couple years, and, uh, you know, welcome to the politics of, uh, of ICANN and the bureaucracy, that's for sure. So, uh, um, you know, I hope it, uh, it definitely pays off for you, and um, I know that the travel industry being um, uh, behind it uh, will definitely support it as well. So that, that gets me into a couple other questions. So your, your infrastructure, um, in terms of the registry uh, standpoint, are you partnering with one of the existing registries to provide this service, or are you doing it on your own? Like, are you, are you going to be using affiliates or, uh, or new-level technology, or is this something you're going to support yourself? No, you've, you've named it right. Uh, in fact, New Level will, will be providing the back end uh, for the dot travel uh, registry. So the, the uh, terms that we are using are the registry is Treliance Corporation. The registry operator will be then New Level. Okay, good. Good, okay. So it'll be an EPP interface and, uh, and be able to do that. So let's roll into what the restrictions are. Um, and, you know, how does one, um, you know, what's the authentication process to, to be able to register uh, a dot .travel domain name? Well, one of the things, and, and one of the most important things, you know, if we, let me, I should back up and say that we take a very long-term view. Uh, we understand that dot .travel will be at the core of the Internet long after I'm gone, long after my children are gone, um, and my children's children are gone. Um, we, don't anticipate, we don't anticipate this architecture will change uh, in any major way, so therefore, Taking that perspective, we feel that we have a, uh, a responsibility to really uh, develop well-defined policies that um, eliminate some of the ills that have grown up with the net. And um, that begins with the authentication process. Because we're a sponsored top-level domain, and the first requirement of sponsored top-level domains is that they are, in fact, 
uh, you could you can put a parameter around it. You can actually define very clearly what that community is. So therefore, having that as our as our first line of, of uh, how would I say it? That's the, that's the baseline for us. Then we say, okay. Then if we now know we can define the community, let's make sure that we can uh, define a policies that will be um, ones that will be in, uh, inclusive of all of the industry, but exclusive of anyone who's not in the industry. And this will do a number of things. It will provide us with an absolutely pristine who is database. It will uh, remove the issues of uh, speculation in names or cyber squatting in names. And uh, it will also provide uh, a, a sound basis where we don't have to have defensive registrations. These are all the kinds of issues that have come up over time with the net. And well, there are a number of, of people who work with domain names and they may, they've made a, a very good business with it in the generic space. There's, we have no complaint against that. But in the reserved, in the sponsored space, we do. And so um, the way the um, authentication will work is that any uh, member of any travel trade association will be able to, to um, reg go through an authentication process by clicking on the authentication icon within the dot travel space. And what happens then is they'll fill out approximately 18 fields. And those fields are all that you would have in a, in a who is, basically contact information and uh, the contact individuals and so forth. And then there will be space to, for the um, entity to, to uh, note their, um, their corporate name, their doing business as names, their trademarks, na trademarks, service marks, any names that they have effectively a legal right to. And in that way, uh, they will define uh, very clearly who, who they are and, uh, and what names they're looking to have. When they've completed that form, they'll hit the Submit button, and in fact, it will go to the, their, their association. And if they are a member of several associations, they'll select which one they would like to, be, to have authenticate them. And then what will happen is a human being will actually will check that data against the data that they have in their own database for that uh, member of their association. And in that way, if there's any discrepancy, they'll be in touch with the registrant, clarify if it was if they've moved their street, moved to another street, or changed their phone number, so that in fact we have now the correct data. And at that point, uh, they will then uh, be given what's called a UIN, unique identifying number, and that UIN then will be the the number that they will enter on the registrar's page, um, homepage, to actually bring up, which will then subsequently bring up a list of the potential names that they could select. So it's based on the authentication uh, page that the names themselves, the selection of names, will be generated from. Okay, so um, well, before before we move into the next um, the next part of that question, um, there, are, as you know, the the new .NET folks have been offering a .dot travel extension for quite some time, um, using their downloadable um, um, browser feed, um, you know, their toolbar feed that uh, the little application that runs in the background that uh, recognizes an ISP and then allows that .dot travel extension to exist. There are some questions on the forum and in the chat room uh, about what what's the precedence on that? What's going to happen to all those travel names that have been registered? Obviously, TLDs take uh, uh, take priority over everything. But uh, what's your official scoop on that? You know, your official um, um, word on how that's all going to work? Well, New.net um, really stepped into uh, to fill a void in the marketplace back in 2000 when I, when ICANN you know, decided in the test bed of seven to only come up with seven top-level domains. And um, I think they were trying to demonstrate there were commercial applications and things that could be done. But to be clear, uh, any names that are registered there are really fourth-level names or third-level names. They're certainly not top-level domains right. because they're basically like an appendage to new .NET forward slash something else. So um, what they've been selling basically were, were names that were not uh, resolvable in the A route. What uh, will happen now is that anyone who took one of those names and, would, and is a bona fide member of the travel tourism industry and would like to have a dot .travel domain name that's resolvable globally in the A route, um, they're all welcome to go through the authentication process. If they're when not a they member of an association uh, for any reason, they can choose to go through the non-affiliated uh, non route, which effectively means that a, that a Dun & Bradstreet uh, would then do a do a, uh, a records check, uh, public records check on them to uh, give them that ability to have a dot travel domain name. So again, the space is open to all travel and tourism entities. It's not open to speculators on names. 
Okay, so just uh, I just want to clarify this just so everybody knows. So if if someone is a travel association member in some way uh, and and has official uh, uh, you know official documentation and 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 credentials, and they have a dot travel new dot net extension, will they be getting then first dibs on the name they already have in some way? No, I can't policy it. first come first serve. So that policy will be observed also uh, in the, in the uh, dot travel space. But having said that, um, anyone um, who is very interested in having a dot travel domain name uh, should be um, uh, watching closely through their association or through uh, Terline's website to um, be abreast of uh, the pre-authentication period we'll be entering shortly. And uh, the pre-authentication period and pre-registration period is really designed to allow the associations to do something they've never done before, and that is this authentication process and work through all of the, you know, the, the, uh, the detail of it. Um, so what I'm getting at is that uh, if someone were to, uh, to go and get pre-authenticated and get their names pre-registered earlier than later, chances are they would be able to get the names they're looking for. There will always be conflicts of names. I don't think that that's something that, we can, that anyone will be able to resolve because you'll always often have a uh, uh, you know Galaxy Travel or you know uh, Victoria Hotel. Um, those names are kind of universal names. But having said that, they will have the ability to have Victoria hyphen Melbourne dot travel, Victoria hyphen um, Canada dot travel, uh, Victoria hyphen whatever. So. Um, everyone has an ability to get a name, but again, it's always based upon the, the legal uh, claims they have to those names. Okay, so if you're In running a new applet, though, um, will your browser then recognize when you've registered a real dot travel name the fact that you're supposed to go to the real dot travel location versus the one that new.net has implanted in your computer? How, how, what's, good, what's the policy or the procedure of, of clearing that out? We don't, I, I would say that we don't have a uh, policy to, to, uh, to do that. If someone puts in a dot travel domain name today, it will go to the A root. Uh, well, let me put it once. Let me put it this way: once IANA has turned it on, it will go to the A root. If it's a dot travel domain name, if there's an applet in there, that will will drive it back to the uh, the new dot net folks. Then we'll have to take appropriate action to clarify that. Okay. Okay. So so the key here is that because it's a TLD, it'll be in the A root zone, and it will take precedence. And then if people are not going where they're supposed to, based off of the the approval of the dot travel names. Um, um, you guys will have measures in place to deal with that uh, accordingly, based off of the the ICANN policy and the and uh, um, what's going to be happening with new uh, new.net. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, okay. So uh, that should clear the questions that are coming up. So, uh, um, and then you know those of obviously that aren't related to the travel industry that have these domain names, they're they're going to be uh, you know uh, SOL. <laughs> It's one of those unfortunate circumstances. Uh, you know, the, the bottom line is that um, we have to work within a world that makes sense vis-a-vis -vis the Internet and the global community. We take full responsibility for having a responsibility to a, for a global good, and therefore our job is to make sure that uh, we deal with everyone in the most uh, appropriate manner possible. And uh, as I said before, this, the idea here is to be inclusive of the industry and exclusive of those who are not in the industry. Because what we're trying to create is a directory that serves all. And uh, this directory will uh, be something that uh, will be much more efficient for consumers and the trade in terms of finding more information. Right, right. OK, good. All right, so let's move on off of the, off of the conflict between the, the current uh, yeah, application fake travel extensions and the real ones. And so this uh, this authentication process uh, sounds like that it's going to work uh, well. It sounds like uh, it's going to you know that we as registrars will have to have the you know the procedures in place to be able to uh, throw that up, just like we do to validate somebody's .us extension and so on. It'll just be, I assume, a, a template that we all have to work with and and implement into our registrars. Correct? Yes, that's more or less correct. And I would just add that uh, uh, rather than than uh, drilling down too deeply on that today, because these are still things that are in development. If there's a, an interest on, from a registrar's point of view, they could send an email to registrar-relations at treliance.info and uh, bring their, uh, their questions and, and thoughts forward, and we'd be happy to respond. So right. registrar-relations okay. at treliance.info. Okay. All right. And then, um, so... One other comment to that, and that is that um, we're, we are not, we're not looking for any registrars that have reseller networks. 
what we want is that, uh, and, and it's one of the provisions of the agreement, uh, is that they, they must be customer-facing. So um, this is not something to be distributed through a, a, a reseller network, but rather uh, to be going directly uh, to uh, to the customer. All right. So like a moniker um, who deals directly with customers would be entitled to register a domain name. A two cows, for instance, would not. The criteria. That's correct. Okay, so it's going to be registrar restricted based off of whether there's a reseller or or if it's a cust if it's a if it's like a, you know a, a company that offers um, reseller program and they just don't allow that to be sold through the reseller network. Is that correct? <clears throat> Pardon me. That's right. So I, you could have a reseller network, just not allow the dot travel to be resellable through that resellable network and still offer it directly for customer use. As I understand the uh, policy being developed, yes, that's correct. Okay, great. Okay, and then um, um, now when it gets to, you know, Google lookups and how searching for dot .travel information resides, um, you know, Google or any other search engine, explain how that process is going to work when you have dot .travel uh, domain names. Well, in fact, um, Google spiders, spiders the Internet, so, you know, if anyone has a, a dot .travel, a dot .biz, dot .info, dot .com, um, they'll still be found. I don't think that there's any filters within the Google system or a Yahoo system uh, at all that would, would exclude um, bringing back uh, more than uh, three-letter uh, domain names in terms of .com and being three letters and .travel being five. So first of all, that you know, the, anyone who has a name in .travel will be found, which, by the way, if, if, you, have a, if you have a new .net name, uh, you, or you are not found in a Google search simply because they're they would have to go down too deep to find it in, the, in that sense. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but I'm just making the point. Um, now, the, what the directory is going to be about is uh, much considerably different from what, what's out there in terms of search today. Um, Google, Yahoo, whoever they might be, are basically doing free text searches. And a free text search is quite clear. If you put in five terms into your, into your query box, it will go out and it will match uh, spider the web and match uh, those five terms and bring back anything that matches that. And then you may have two or three terms that might be in the same uh, same statement and you might get close to your search. Um, on the other hand, uh, most, most, prob most often what happens is we end up having to narrow our search a little tighter to try and get a little closer. But at the end of the day, if uh, a search engine brings me back 1.9,252,000 responses in three seconds, I really don't care. What I do care about is that exactly what I'm looking for is brought to me. So the idea of the directory here uh, that we're developing is really what's called a controlled vocabulary directory. And that means that we've established a taxonomy. We've built a taxonomy as language scientists over the last several years that incorporates all travel and tourism terms. So that means that every dot .travel registrant, once they've, been re they've gotten their dot .travel domain name, they will then go into the registry and um, they will then, or the directory, I'm sorry, and they will then uh, check all the boxes that have relevance to what they have to offer. So if they, are, if they happen to be a five-star hotel that has a golf course, a spa, certified babysitters, and it's on the beach in Puerto Rico, if that were what their offering was, they would check those boxes. So what happens then is when, it, when they uh, search, someone's coming in to do a search, and they type in, I'm looking for a five-star hotel with a spa and a golf course and a certified babysitter to take care of our kids while my wife and I are off doing the spa and golf thing, and it's on the beach in Puerto Rico. If there are any properties that match that query, that concept query, so all those terms coming together as one concept, they will come up. So, and, and again, we're not searching, the, we're not spidering the, net, the, the Internet. What we're doing is we're going to a, a directory of data and uh, a catalog, if you will. And that catalog then will have um, all of this information loaded in it. So when I, when I put that concept forward, it will deliver me only those properties that have all of those elements that I've put in the concept. So I might get back one response. I may get back five. I certainly won't get back hundreds because it's very unlikely there would be hundreds of five-star properties that have all those things that I've just described um, on the uh, beach in Puerto Rico. Wow, uh, and and uh, you'll be able to access that through uh, going to the registrar or going directly to the dot travel to to your browser bar. You would type in directory dot travel as you type in Google dot com today. Oh, okay, okay. So it's going to be its own travel search network uh, that you guys are backing behind that. That's right. Oh, okay. So uh, that that sounds like a unique uh, offering. Because you know, if you go and type in things like um, give me the name of the tour operators that provide submarine tours of the Titanic. 
and you type that into any search engines today, um, you come back with uh, everything from uh, Titanic the movie, Titanic the ship, Leonardo DiCaprio biographies. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's silly, because that, that's not what you're looking for. You're actually looking for the tour operator that provides that service. If you were to type that into the uh, directory uh, at directory.travel, you'd get back one response, because there's only one operator that provides that service. But it would be immediate. So you would, what we can tell you is that every response that you get uh, through the directory will be a 100% match to your query. And if you have 10 links or five links that are, that are there, you now know that every one of those is 100% match to you, and you can go in and uh, go click on those links and go in and uh, you know review what the uh, what the different hotels or airlines or whoever that might be what they have to offer, and you make your uh, selection and consume, uh, consummate your uh, transaction directly on their websites. So what we do is we match buyers to sellers in a more efficient manner. I see. I see. Okay. So. Um all right, so because um, because you're not really um, you're utilizing new dot net, I mean um, um, new levels as the registry, so you have the ability to spend time on providing um, you know key searches and getting people to really where, where they want to go. Since you're not operating necessarily the registry itself. That's right. In fact, we we sub this out to uh, the directory out to a company called Wand, uh, which is uh, our provider in this area. And uh, Wand have been providing this kind of a service now for you know blue chip companies such as Bell Canada and others. So um, they've, they've been doing this for some time. Uh, they have a very uh, efficient uh, system, and we're very excited about this offering and what it will mean to the industry. Today, uh, about $150 billion transacts online, which represents about 28.5% of all online transactions. But amazingly, of the million uh, entities that we, we view as our universe in, in travel and tourism, meaning all buses, all airlines, all cab companies, et cetera, et cetera, um, within that million, having done an audit, we found that there were only about 40,000 domain names that had been registered, which seemed like an amazingly small number. But what shocked me all the more was that while there may have been over, you know, roughly 40,000 domain names, there were only 8,000 active sites. So if 8,000 active sites are sharing in 150 billion, and in fact that's not true either because it's really the Expedia's, the Travelocities, the Hotels.com, the Southwest Airlines, the ones that are Internet-centric, those are the ones pulling down the majority of that money. Um, if that's the case today, and we expand that from 8,000 sites to 80,000 sites and then to 800,000 sites, what we're talking about is moving the dial from 150 billion of online transactions to 1.5 trillion in a very short period of time. Okay, so, um, well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Um, and now I'm starting to see a little bit more about the business model, and uh, it starts to make sense. So um, just a couple really key questions here. Um, from the travel community, have you got commitments from some of the major players, like the Expedias and the hotels of the world, you know, hotel.com, to move their sites over to, to, to use this dot .travel extension, um, or does that even matter to you based off of uh, what you just revealed? Well, the short answer is yes. We have uh, we have had we're in dialogue with uh, with a number of organizations such as those, and they have committed that you know they're anxious to have their dot travel domain names. They understand what it means and they understand where it'll go. Um, but the longer answer is that um, if you look at emerging markets such as uh, India and China, uh, two thirds of the global population within those two countries, and uh, both on the move in terms of uh, travel and tourism. Uh, billions of people will move within those markets. So it's really the SMEs, the small and medium-sized enterprises around the world, the mom-and-pop shops, uh, whether they're travel agents or whether they're ground transportation or whatever they might be, uh, that's where the, uh, the masses of, uh, of uh, the dot travel domain names will reside. If an Expedia or Travelocity says we don't want one for, for our Expedia or Travelocity, well, you know, that's one name. It doesn't really have any impact on us whatsoever. But having said that, would we like to have all of the industry involved, whether they're online or offline? Absolutely. So, so, so um, um, if Expedia says, "Hey, we're not going to register it," do they get a disadvantage in the new um, in the new directory? Then, you, yeah, you, <laughs> disadvantage in the sense you're not in it. Okay. You, so, uh, domain name. You once you get your domain name, then you have access to being in the directory. If you don't take a domain name, you have no. Uh, you're not. You're not listed in the directory at all. So that's a key reason why, even if they don't use it as their main um, site, to get it registered and have it pointed. They can even point it to the .com name. It doesn't matter, but that gets them into the directory and at least gives the people, you know, the customer, the end user, the ability to find them quicker. 
Well, it's true, and uh, but I would say, and, and what I share with the industry is, is what I share with you right now, is that uh, uh, what the industry needs to do is move their website off of their .com or their .biz or their .de, whatever, whatever it may be, and put it onto their .travel and point that other site at their .travel site. And why, why do I tell them that? It's because, again, of this whole idea of the authentication. When you have the kind of scrutiny that we're putting everyone through, Everyone with a dot travel domain name can take comfort that if they want to deal with someone, if I happen to be a travel agent up here in New York and I want to send someone to Patagonia and I need a ground operator down there to make sure that my customers are taken well good care of and I'm transferring funds down there, if I never knew the guy before, never knew that operator, I would be, my, the trust factor, my ability to trade with that individual or that entity would go up significantly if they had a dot travel domain name. Why? because they had to go through exactly the same scrutiny I did to get my name so I know that they're bona fide. And secondly, if they did go through that uh, authentication, they did it through Dun & Bradstreet or they did it through an association. If they did it through an association, and I can contact that association and say, you know what, your operator screwed me and here's, here's how it happened and here's the, the rationale behind it, now all of a sudden the, the thing that he thought was, the damage he thought was being done so far away on another continent is in fact in his backyard. And now he looks bad in front of his own association. So. There's going to be a lot of reasons why, why people will take a dot travel domain name, but those are certainly two that will uh, encourage the, tra- the uh, trade and the consumer to understand that dot travel means the trust factor in buying and uh, online uh, travel and tourism has gone up significantly. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's going to be a big mountain to climb, uh, getting uh, you know the key brands to move over to dot travel. But um, heck. Uh, you know, it's going to move in some other extensions, you know, like .xxx. Uh, you know, there's going to be some governmental uh, reasons on why that move might be quicker than others. So um, I don't see it as impossibility. It's just, you know, it's going to be like with anything else. It's going to take some time to, to win that over, depending on how successful it's going to be. So the big question is, what's the cost going to be? You know, what's, what's the proposed retail cost to the customer? And uh, what are the restrictions behind the registration? The... Um the retail price is going to be similar to all other uh, sponsored top-level domains, and uh, so that's running at about uh, somewhere between ninety-five and one hundred and five dollars. So we anticipate that that price point will be maintained as well uh, by our registrars. Um, and in terms of restriction to get a name, um, there really is no restriction to get a name in the sense that anyone who's bona fide in the industry has a right to apply for it, and uh, will be vetted by their their association or by DNB if they pro- if they manage to cross that threshold, then the names that they are entitled to uh, from, have a legal right to belong to them. Now, this, uh, of course, uh, here in the United States. But what if you're an international organization? You're in Europe or you're in Asia or whatever, and you don't use those. Um, you're not a member of DNB or m- mentioned or listed. Uh, no, DNB is a global operation, and in fact, uh, part of the process is that. Um, they, you, it's, it's, you're, you, it's free to have a, a DUNS number. There's no issue at all to get a DUNS number <clears throat> virtually all over the world. The only place there's an exception to that is in Bangladesh. And in that case, what will happen is that uh, the registrant will actually have to pay $10 uh, to DNB to have the check done. And once they, they then have been approved, then uh, DNB will refund that $10. So effectively, everyone around the world has the same pricing. There's no one's penalized because of the nation they're living in. So that's how um, that's being structured. But effectively, it's a, it's a no-cost issue to get a DUNS number. Right, right. Okay. All right, so um, so it's going to be like a $95-plus registration. So it's not like other registrations. It's going to be more of a high-end registration. And what does it come with that gives it that kind of value? Is it is it come with the travel with the travel uh, directory submission? That's correct. The first two, there will be value-added services that will continue to roll out year by year. As I mentioned at the top of the call, we take a very long-term view, so our job now is to um, establish the, uh, the the registry, establish the directory, and so we'll do that through the authentication and through building the directory as we've described. So the, those are the first two value-added benefits. As time goes by, things as uh, digital certification and other uh, types of things that will enhance the ability for all dot travel registrants to enhance their online uh, presence or online uh, commerce. So. We will continue to roll out more and more value-added uh, services over time. Right, that's great. Now, uh, just one, just one question, and one more question. I know that um, you're running a little bit, um, um, you know, on schedule. I told you we'd be done around 7:30, and uh, I do have another guest to get on. So, um, 
if there's two registrants that are going after the travel name, and let's say I'm, I'm Best Western and I have a hotel chain and I own hotels, a bunch of hotels, and then I'm Hotels.com and I want to register the travel name, who is the right to Hotels.travel? No one. Hotels, air, cruise, bus, all the generic words within the travel and tourism industry are reserved. They belong to the entire industry, not to one individual or entity. So who's going to be allowed to register those? No one. No one. So they're going to be held to the side by the registry? That's correct. Oh, I see. So all the generic the generic travel domains will be held, regardless if it's somebody's name even. That's correct. They would, they would, let's, if there's an example where, um, let me think of one that would be, make, make well, some sense. Hotel.com um, is going to say, hey, you know, uh, we should have the right to this. You know, this is our brand. Um, and that's and and then they would have a right to a uh, again all of the names that they submit in the authentication uh, uh, forms will in fact uh, explain all of the possibilities they can have uh, the one that they would like to have hotels dot travel doesn't exist so therefore it would not be in that list right right okay well great is there anything else you'd like to share with us oh, when uh, when's our when's our timeline for launch. Well, we're uh, we're in a we're in a, a T minus kind of countdown as as we speak. Um, we're finalizing a couple of things with ICANN. Then we need to get into the uh, get IANA to turn it on. Uh, we're going to be doing systems testing in the uh, May June time period, and um, we anticipate that about uh, the last week or so of June through the last week of August, we'll be doing the pre-authentication pre-registration. And then, uh, provided that all is going well and that we've got a good, uh, good, how would I say, it, system without bottlenecks and without issues, we will then be actually do, beginning the, what we refer to as a limited launch. As you know, uh, Monty, we can't uh, just throw it open to all, but we have to have a, a limited audience that we start with, so we can demonstrate that there are no issues with regard to denials or bottlenecks and so forth. So that means that the limited launch will begin approximately September 1st and we'll run through uh, November. And then in the December, uh, January time period, we'll be opening up on a broader basis uh, for the broader community. At this point, if you were to go to ttpc.org, you'll see that there are well over 100 uh, travel trade associations that have uh, committed to the project, and um, they are um, all anxious to bring their names online, uh, bring their, their um their members online with the dot travel domain name. So we want to work with those folks to make sure that they can uh, that all of all of the uh, all of the things they have to do in terms of the vetting of their members and so forth goes without uh, too much issue. Considering they need to really continue to do the business they do every day uh, on top of the uh, the dot travel initiative. Right. Okay. Well, that's great info, Ron. I uh, really appreciate your time, and uh, it sounds exciting. And, uh, and I, got, I must admit, I think it's a very unique approach and uh, has some advantages that would give it some um, more acceptance among your industry, um, amongst the travel industry, uh, uh, than, let's say, a dot .museum or a dot .arrow, uh, you know, where, it's, uh, where they really haven't taken off at all. But I like the approach because of the of the of the uh, directory approach, and um, you know, it's uh, let's face it, the the search world is getting confusing, and it's uh, and, and people aren't getting exactly what they want. So I think it's just a uh, it could be a good idea. Again, thanks very much for the invitation, and uh, I hope that we've shed some light on on different things for your listeners. And uh, if anyone has questions or would like to be on the update list with regard to uh, to dot travel, then by all means, they could send a uh, an uh, email to info at treliance.info, and uh, someone from our uh, customer care will be uh, responding back to them uh, as quickly as possible. And soon to be .travel instead of .info, I assume. <laughs> soon, very soon. We're looking forward to it. I'm holding back. I'm printing my business cards. <laughs> okay, great, Ron. Well, we'll talk again once we get closer to go live and, uh, and get an update. Good, money. Thanks very much. All right, stay tuned. We're going to have a quick update with Ron Jackson beyond uh, in a couple minutes. Tulsa to Tunisia, Boston to Bogota. All united through WebmasterRadio.fm. A rose by any other name would still...
still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a co-branded search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our co-branded referral program. Genie knows how to deliver results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Proud sponsor of the Webmaster World. Contrary to what your mother told you, you cannot be all things to all people. You can, however, focus on your primary business and ensure your success by outsourcing technical projects to a company who is forward-thinking, solutions-oriented, and works as a complete extension of your organization. No need to do it over and over again. SRK Consulting can develop integrated automation programs, programming in most major languages and operating systems. SRKConsulting.com, making sure your mother is all Always proud. There's a lot of webmasters out there, and they all have traffic to send you. For them to send you traffic, they need to know who you are. Want to reach them? Heck, you need to reach them. To reach them, you need to be where they are. You need to speak their language. You need to tell them how you're all going to make money together sending traffic to your sites. Webmaster Radio is the place to reach them. Webmaster Radio is the place where webmasters, affiliate programs, and internet businesses come together to learn, share, connect, and do business. Use banners? Buttons? Sure, you've got those here. But if you want to put out the message that not only tells them what you do, but the spirit of your company, Webmaster Radio is the place. We'll put out a professionally produced radio spot that can be informative, entertaining, even silly. It'll get your message out to the Webmaster community, and hey, we'll all do more business. Webmaster Radio, where everybody learns to make more money. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch media.com today webmasterradio.fm keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded we never stop do you commercials off now back to domain masters hello uh welcome back to the show uh um my, my next guest everyone knows ron jackson from dn journal uh we got just a quick uh three or four minute update on what's going on in the domain industry and then we got a breakout uh my uh, first interview obviously went too long hey ron welcome to the show Thanks, Monty. Good to talk to you again. Sorry for the late uh, connection, uh, uh, but uh, the shot travel uh, uh, industry sounds like it's going to explode. Very interesting to um, hear his views on that, and we'll see how that whole thing plays out. But uh, uh, no problem at all. I was enjoying that myself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, just uh, let's give us uh, just a three-minute, four-minute recap uh, or cap of the last couple of weeks. I know there's been some significant sales, and then uh, then we got a book. Uh, apologize for the short uh, update. We'll uh, catch up maybe next week. Not a problem. Things are the the upshot of the uh, whole thing is just that things are booming like uh, crazy. This past week, in fact, I think we had more significant sales reported than we've had in any week in all of 2005. Uh, it's in our current uh, domain sales report that came out last night. Every domain in our top ten was at least five figures. The number one domain was just short of six figures. Uh, OLT.com went for $93,000. And I actually heard um, from the seller who told me that I, in a separate arrangement, the buyer had agreed to pay the entire commission to CEDO, and that was not included in the 93000 So, in fact, it, it looks like the seller paid in six figures for that domain name. And we're just seeing uh, the activity breaking out across the board. It doesn't matter which venue you talk to. If you look through that report, they're all uh, just reporting some tremendous sales activity. And uh, we're also getting reports left and right 
from uh, individuals who've been involved in private transactions who are doing really well. And with all this going on, it's, it's catching the attention of mainstream media more and more. Uh, in fact, Newsweek magazine has a, an article coming out on domains that should be out here uh, at any time now. Catherine Williams, the writer, told me she'd be dropping a, uh, me a note as soon as it's posted. It's going to be an exclusive on Newsweek.com, and it'll be in their business section. She's talked to uh, a number of leaders in the industry. So, uh, you know, when they start putting our story out there in Time and Newsweek, you know we're going mainstream. That's better than, than being a purely business publication, say a Business Week or a Wall Street Journal, because now we're getting right down to the man on the street and getting our story out there. Great, um, and uh, I got I got to say we just uh, closed a deal t- today on a on a four hundred thousand dollar plus name. I can't say which name it is though, but it's a two letter domain. So uh, the industry is on fire um, in that respect, and uh, obviously the 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 meetings are gonna the upcoming traffic shows are gonna validate that again, and uh, seeing a lot of transaction activity going on here at Moniker as well. Media too. You may have noticed the the cover of Business Week this week. Uh, was about blogs and how those are exploding, how businesses are using them now in marketing. Uh, there's a sidebar on the cover so that uh, that's pointing to additional exclusive uh, material on the Business Week website. So uh, that just shows you all the opportunities there are for people in the public, both individuals and businessmen, to use domain names. And, and it just portends of such great things for our business because, uh, you know, the, the uses for domain names are exploding. So when you get right down to base registrations all the way up through the high-ticket sales, it's all good. I really appreciate it. we got to end things because, as everybody can see on the chat board, um, the Blow Search Town Hall meeting is next up on Red Ma- uh, webmasterradio.fm, and uh, it's going to be right behind me. So uh, I really want to thank you for your short amount of time, and, of course, we'll catch up uh, as we get closer to the uh, two upcoming meetings and events. And uh, uh, thanks uh, for uh, committing to give us a little bit of an update. No problem at all. Always happy to do it. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ron. Uh, take care. Guys uh, and girls, got to leave. Uh, Blow Search uh, Town Hall Meeting is next up on webmasterradio.fm. Glad we were able to have a, a unique show about some of the new extensions that are out. And, again, I'll have the .job guys on uh, very soon. And uh, in about two weeks, the .xxx guys. So thanks again for listening. Uh, give me some feedback at uh, Monty at uh, moniker.com on what kind of stuff you want to hear, and uh, I'll try to get it to you. Have a good week. Webmasterradio.fm. Get addicted. Get ahead. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.